From the intuitive business coaching of Nancy O'Keefe comes business success with human design. Join us every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. to talk about how business owners are using their human design to create a business that aligns with their life's work, how they're wired to operate, and how they're here to serve so they can return to the joy of running a business that feeds their soul. There isn't one right way to conduct business, but there is one right way for you. Nancy has helped hundreds of business owners redefine success their way. Welcome. I'm Nancy O'Keefe, human design specialist and intuitive business coach, and you're listening to Business Success with Human Design on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network. We broadcast every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen online, on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more or for a full program schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com. And my guest today on Business Success with Human Design is Kristen Panic. Kristen has been supporting and developing leaders both in the corporate world and in spiritual communities for over 40 years. She's also a human design consultant and facilitator, and she helps leaders align with their design so they can step more powerfully into their roles. She's an author of several books, and today we're going to be talking about her latest, Lead by Design, Applying Human Design Principles to Leadership Strategies. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you, Nancy. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is going to be a lively discussion. I love how you use the human design information. Lots of people get a reading. It's great information, and they kind of walk away, and what do I do with this? But you're really applying this, and I think that is so powerful. Thank you. That's what I would hope people get out of it is how – useful and practical it is in everyday life and how you can use it to further your own goals, further your own uh, dreams. Right. So let's talk about leadership. Can anyone be a leader? I hear a lot of people say, oh, I don't have leadership capabilities or I could never do that. Is that true? Well, I believe first and foremost, we are all leading in our lives. So it begins there with your own life and whether you choose to lead it consciously or whether you choose to be uh, tossed about by the winds of chance or by what other people want you to be or do, that's, that's up to you and that's the personal journey. So anyone can lead their lives very effectively. Now, not everyone wants to lead others, to lead groups, and that's fine. Uh, If they have that desire, though, if they want to, I believe they can learn. Great. Yeah, I share that belief as well. So how can human design help people be better leaders or step into leadership in a corporate world? Well, in order to be a strong leader, we have to understand how we operate, what motivates us, the why of my leadership, um, to keep ourselves inspired. And we need to also know how we best make decisions, how we communicate, how we impact, 
um, how can we speak in ways that others can hear us uh, to make us more effective in our roles. So really understanding at a deep level our strengths and how we can best use them, it definitely makes us better leaders and human design gives so much detail on that, that it's, uh, that's where the practicality of it comes in, right? How can, um, how can I speak to this person in a way they'll hear me? How can I motivate others? And you don't always have other people's birth information to develop their charts, but you can, once you get an understanding of the different types of people that are out there, you can start to infer uh, how to best communicate with others. You can start to um, communicate in a way or look, observe them in a way that will change how you interact with them so they can hear you better. Yeah, so when you um, get to know human design a little bit more, which of course starts with getting to know your own, uh, you can spot other energy types, can't you? That's the thing that I find is so um, easily accessible is you can really look at people and how they are acting and operating and speaking and kind of get a sense of which energy type they are. And even just knowing that goes a long way, right? Yeah, I believe that's true as well. I can definitely uh, tune in and guess what their energy type is. And I may not be exactly right, but, you know, I can, um, I can't, there are certain markers that are, are clearer than others. But the interesting thing, if you look at it is, uh, for example, most of us are meant to be in response, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. manifestors, which are only 8 or 9% of the population, they're the ones that are here to initiate. So we can start right off with uh, drawing people out and, you know, helping them be in response by being interested in them and asking them questions. So some information like that just makes it um, clear when you look out into the world why certain people maybe are not interacting with you more, right? Right. Um, why, why you need to draw some people out instead of judging that, oh, that person needs to be more of a leader because they need to, you know, initiate. No, you understand that that's probably not their type and that they are a leader, but it's a collaborative thing. So, yeah, there are ways that you can discern, but there's also some general things like, drawing people out that I think I've learned from this and not mm. to judge others if I have to draw them out, right? So. right. And it, it really, it's nice for people to be drawn out because then they feel seen and heard and, um, you know, it's just part of establishing a, a good relationship with somebody so you can have some decent communication. Exactly, Yeah. And I, I feel like human design gives um, more motivation for that, more uh, understanding and compassion and a way I can um, help me to step in the other person's shoes a little bit better. Mm. And, and you talk about judgment, and I, I think one of the biggest takeaways 
for me when I first started learning about human design was the fact that we are all different, we are all unique, and differences are not a bad thing, they're a great thing. And somehow in our society, we have um, become a little bit more interested in complying and a little less interested in recognizing and using other people's differences in a positive way. Uh, We've even gotten to the point where we may fear differences or even hate them. Um, So we really are missing a lot of good juicy stuff when we judge people, aren't we? Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's it's the differences. And I've seen this in things that you've said and you've written written as well. It is the differences that uh, make... um, make life more interesting. You know, nature, if you look out at nature, it has so much variability because that's how species survive, right? They keep shifting and changing. So if you look out at the natural world, well, variability is a good thing. It's, It's how we survive. So if we're shutting that down, then we're shutting down our growth and where we're headed. Right. Really, as a collective. And we get all wrapped up in our fears and we, yeah, the evolution really of humanity suffers for, for the lack of ability to really tap into what everybody's bringing to the table and use it in a way to sustain our growth. Yeah, absolutely. So I noticed in your book that you talked about the Myers-Briggs type indicator. Um, millions of people have taken that. Everybody probably has at least heard of it, MBTI, and you, you, know, you find out whether you're an uh, ENFP or you know, there's four letters or 16 types you can become. And um, human design is also a personality tool. And you, um, you, know, you mentioned that you've used Myers-Briggs, as have I, and I got the sense from the book that you really kind of shifted to human design as almost a, uh, another way of doing that. Can you compare the two and share your decision process there? You know, it's been a long time since I've played with Myers-Briggs, but one of the things about it is, of course, that you determine your type based on answering questions. And mm. this is where I get a little... Uh, frustrated because, for example, if it's being done in a corporation where there's a certain culture, I've seen people answer questions as if they're an extrovert, for example, because that's what's valued in the company. Mm-hmm. When I know that person, or that person has stated that they're an introvert, but, you know, so that's one thing. But even if they're answering um, honestly because they really want to know, and most people, that's, you know, they really want to know more about themselves. And you're answering through uh, your own conditioning. Um, mm. You know, there's a, a lens through which we see the world based on the beliefs that we've adopted or been indoctrinated into uh, by family, you know, from a young age. And there are beliefs that we're not even aware that are operating, but they're coloring how we see the world. And so mm-hmm. you are giving conditioned responses. So it may not be the, the authentic you, the real you that is answering. So then there's, you know, I can't, I don't know how much error that introduces, but it's another aspect of having to answer questions. And so I love that human design is, 
birth date, time, and city. There's no, no like, uh, right. <laughs> no room for error there. And the other thing is, um, I was so excited about Myers Briggs when it came out, or when I, we were using it at work because. I was hungry for more information about myself and others. And I took it home and I think my kids were like eight and 10 at the time or maybe a little bit younger. Mm. So I had them take the test too, because I wanted to interact with my kids in a way that um, was more supportive for their type. But there's four, you know, there's four different areas uh, in the, Myers-Briggs major ones, and two of those were inconclusive at this stage of their life. You know, when they answered the mm. questions, they couldn't, they couldn't determine if they were an introvert or extrovert. And that's kind of one of the, you know, the, the bigger markers. So, uh, so I was kind of disappointed because as a parent, I'd love to know how to support them in the best possible way. And what I love about human design, of course, from the moment of birth, you have a whole chart of their strengths, their challenges, how to communicate with them, what their learning profile is. Mm. Um, I would have loved to have had that, you know, as a parent, because, for example, my kids were both a one-three learning profile, which is they have to learn by trial and error, and they learn on their own. Mm -hmm. They're not meant to take advice. So as a young mother... I felt like my advice was worthless <laughs> because they weren't asking. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't value it. Had I known, that's just how they're designed. You know, that's an example. So human design was um, given to us to help us raise our kids better. So yeah. that is an area that I think is very uh, beautiful with, with human design. Cause my grandson was just born last August. At exact his exact time of birth, and I did a chart right away. Right, so yeah, yeah. I've done my children and my grandchildren too, and I've shared the information with my children, and they've they've actually used it uh, a little bit in their parenting. So yeah, it's it's so it's so powerful. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, you mentioned something in your book about the missing piece of leadership. Um, so we're going to tackle that when we come back. So we'll be right back. Are you struggling to build an abundant and sustainable business you love? Discover the three keys to unlock your business success with human design. Get aligned with your life purpose and your life's work. Get in the flow of success. Nancy O'Keefe, certified human design specialist, intuitive business coach, helps women peel back the layers of how they've been told to do business so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy knows firsthand that energetic alignment is key to success. She divinely designed her life and went from receptionist to company VP and on to founder, CEO of her own multi-seven-figure firm. Nancy's been coaching business owners for over 25 years to find their personal formula for success. Download your free report at nancyokeefecoaching.com. Can't seem to get in the flow of consistent clients and consistent income? People do business with people they know, like, and trust. How can clients know, like, and trust you if you're not showing up authentically? Discover your unique human design and attract the clients you were meant to serve. 
Nancy O'Keefe, Certified Human Design Specialist, Intuitive Business Coach, helps women peel back the layers of who they've been taught to be to reveal who they truly are so they can build an abundant business that feeds their soul. Nancy has been coaching business owners for over 25 years and is passionate about helping them to understand their divine design and their personal formula for success. Book your human design reading today at nancyokeefecoaching.com. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach, Carrie Rowan, to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good. Every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Okay, welcome back. You're listening to Business Success with Human Design. I'm your host, Nancy O'Keefe, and I have Kristen Panic here, who has authored a book about leadership and using human design to improve your leadership. And Kristen, you talk in your book about the missing piece of the leadership challenge. What is the missing piece? Well, for me, it was understanding how, how everyone is wired, how I can best support them, how I can properly motivate and guide them. I'm very intuitive, so I can tune in and um, figure out what's best to say in the moment or where they need to go. But when I have their human design, um, I have such tremendous amount of detail that I can really support them. For example, if somebody has the gate of extremes, they're used to working three days nonstop and then they need to rest and they find themselves in a corporate environment where it's nine to five is, you know, what's expected. Um, Hmm. If I know this. Or or nine to nine. (laughs) Well, exactly. Nine to five is what's what's uh, advertised, but in actuality, yeah. <laughs> it's way more than that always was. But if I know that, I can go to bat for them and set up a, a schedule that works for them, right? Instead of criticizing people or instead of trying to mold them into somebody they're not. Mm-hmm. Because and that's I really see imp- that as a defect, right? That's really important for certain types, isn't it? Because they don't have an unlimited fountain of energy. They need to rest. Um, they can't really pull off the nine to nine continually without a fear of, you know, burning out or exhausting themselves or even getting physically ill. So that's a really important to know about people. It really is um, because we expect, you know, at work, I remember, especially when I was younger, feeling like if I wasn't busy for some reason, I needed to still look busy, right? <laughs> There's just yeah, this, right. This 
energy, uh, especially because we were going through culture change and they were eliminating uh, more than like a third of the workforce or whatever it was, a huge amount. So there was already fear in the, in the air to begin with, but then you're, oh, I need to look busy, right? Well, I had one, um, one manager who I really admired for part of my career Every day at 1 o'clock, he would close his office, uh, make it dark, and he would just sit and be quiet. We didn't, I didn't, I wasn't into meditation at the time, so I wouldn't have labeled it that. But he would mm-hmm. sit for like 10 or 15 minutes like that. He had a very high-level job, and um, what a great role model that was. Like, that mm-hmm. was so rare. I was, I was like, wow, you can do that. It, it didn't even enter my consciousness that that was a possibility, right? But here right. he was role modeling it, and I was like, oh, yeah, really? Where does my inspiration come from? It comes from those moments of silence, not from uh, the mind, the busy mind. Right. Uh, yeah, I used to go out into... Yeah. <laughs> I used to go out into the parking lot into my sun-baked car in New England and uh, at lunchtime and just kind of get in the sun. Um, it was nice and warm, and sometimes I'd even fall asleep um, and then wake up and go back in. That was my lunch hour. But so many times now, you know, people are eating while they're working. They, you know, they don't even stop for a coffee break. The coffee gets cold on their desk. It's, you know, we just work, 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 and that's just, you know, not good for most of us. No, and uh, being a manifesting generator that I was, I, um, on my lunch hours, I would run like five miles at my lunch hour and then come back to work. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, that's um, really an important piece in this country. I'll never forget, I took a trip to France, and we landed mid-morning, and by the time we got to our final destination by car, it was almost lunchtime. We, you know, were hungry. We had flown most of the night, and we were looking around for something, a little cafe, anything, you know, a little store. Everything was buttoned up in the town because in the middle of the day, they take a couple of hours out to go have lunch, do whatever they need, and that's, you know, prevalent in a lot of European countries. Uh, in Mexico, they take siestas. We're about, you know, the only place that we don't do anything like that for ourselves. We just keep going, keep going, keep going. So we need to take a clue yeah. from the rest of the world. Well, we're a younger country, too. So. <laughs> true, that's we're true. The last years. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so you had another concept in your book that really got my attention, the concept of world design. Can you explain what that is and why it's important? Yes, it's, it's one thing to know your own design, but if you want to move towards your goals effectively, you need to understand how the world works. And the world design, as I describing it as a world mirror. So your current reality, what's happening right now in the present is, is defined. You can't change what is happening right now in front of you. But we all have goals because we, well, 
probably if you're listening to this, have goals because we want to move towards something different. So the future mm-hmm. reality is open and fluid, right? But it's also operating in response to you moment to moment. You're constantly sending signals, either consciously or unconsciously, and the future is unfolding accordingly. So if you think of the world as a giant mirror reflecting back whatever you present to it, you start to realize the importance of being awake and aware and very conscious of your thoughts words and actions. You know, we've, we've been told this in many ways that the world is a mirror. We've been told, you know, you reap what you sow only many times over from uh, right. spiritual teaching or as above, so below. Um, there are many, or in A Course in Miracles, they talk about whatever is lacking in a relationship is what you're not giving. Again, the mirror mm. effect. So this is very much instilled in all our teachings. But when you think of it more concretely, more simply, it, it's a little bit mind-blowing because you think about whatever I'm putting back out there is what's coming back to me. Hmm. And when you know this, you can use it to first observe, see for yourself. You don't even have to take my word for it. The only thing is, there's a delay, right? We're in the, the realm of form and matter, and matter is dense, and it takes, it takes a while sometimes uh, for what you put out there to come back. And because of that delay, we don't um, assume responsibility for it. Mm. Right? So if you're putting out there some, you know, yelling at somebody about something, um, for example you'll experience the impact of that with perhaps somebody yelling at you or some other unpleasant circumstance. But it may not happen right away, so you just don't even believe that it's, that you are the originator of that. Yeah, you don't see it as oh, being related, yeah. Yeah, but if you start to really watch, you'll actually see that this is what's happening. And so... What you put out is what you get back. So whatever it is that you're trying to move toward, whatever dreams you're trying to move towards in life, uh, one way to use the mirror to support that is to help other people move towards their dreams, uh, mm-hmm. for example. So that's, that's another, um, that's one pro- approach to really kind of use the power of, all the energy that's out there to support you in moving towards your goals. There's, there's your action steps that you need to take. You tune into your intuition. There's all of that. But in addition, you really want support. Put out there what it is that you want to receive. Um, it works. And it's not just your words and actions. It's your thoughts as well, isn't it? Yeah, this is where we totally... <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a, that was a mind-blowing thing for me. Was it? Yeah, that was the mind-blowing piece for me. It's like, oh, my goodness, what did I think a minute ago? <laughs> right. Well, you, yeah, you can go there, right? Like, you can get very uh, worried. But 
You know, we know this too because this has been taught to us um, and through all the spiritual teachings as well. The thoughts that you need to worry about are not um, every thought, although if you start watching your thoughts, you'll realize um, a lot of them are negative. Most of them are. But Mm. it's the thoughts that are combined with a lot of emotion behind it that really generate your reality. Those are the ones to really mm. watch for. And so, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I just see so many people on autopilot going through life on autopilot, and they're just not mindful yeah. of very much. Right, mostly because they haven't been trained. You know, we're not trained. We've been given these teachings in various ways, but not really how to use them or just how powerful they are. We're not taught with how to deal with um, hurts, for example, when we're triggered, right? And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of that going on right now. We have a very uh, divisive rhetoric going on in the world meant to evoke reactions. Mm -hmm. But if we learn to uh, deal with those in the moment instead of letting them get lodged in our system, then they don't harm us. But if we suppress that, if somebody says something mean to us, we totally suppress it because that's the automatic response if we haven't been trained. Mm-hmm. It gets in our system, and it's sending out signals to repeat the incident to heal it. So somebody else may be mean to you because you're sending out the signal to clear this, this uh, energetic imbalance in your system. And until mm. you deal with it and actually release the energy, which means feel the feeling, allow it to move through, until that happens, you're creating situations out in the outer world to re-experience it again. Um, and so it leads to more reactivity, and you think it's the other person's fault, right? Whereas mm. if you are able to just, either in the moment or if you can't do it in the moment, you can go back later. The mind is able to recreate that situation for you over and over again. We all have that experience, right? But <laughs> right, right. That, if it's doing that, if you can actually just feel it and release the energy behind it, then you're good to go. Yeah. So, and again, that takes stopping, stopping and being mindful and I think that's one of the biggest problems in our, especially our work society today is there's no room for stopping and absorbing and contemplating. And, you know, that's a lot more that is needed, I think. Exactly. That's the, you know, we inhale and then we exhale. And and we're just trying to exhale without the inhale. You know, you just, it's a cycle, as you said. You, you take something in, you give it a chance to... Uh, integrate before you send something else back out. So, mm. yeah, it is um, It is unfortunate that we don't have some kind of training in our schools at an early age of hand, how to handle ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Our own reactions. So we're trained to suppress it. So these are the yeah. thoughts that are going on and uh, affecting your reality, actually. Right. Because you're putting out that energy, that reactive energy is coming back to you. 
So a, a good sign is if you see some patterns happening in, in your life that you're not all that thrilled with, but you keep having the same kind of thing happen over and over again. That's probably a good indication. You've got something you need to, you know, feel into and release and, and get on with it. Exactly. That is a good clue. Yeah. Continuing patterns. And especially, uh, you know, we're so full of of these patterns. Um, so if you can look at what goal you're reaching towards, what dream you're reaching towards, and look at the patterns related to that, you know, that's a good place to start. Mm. Notice what patterns come up for you there, and you can start to release those. Um, and it's it's an ongoing process. It's a daily, it's a daily thing. Absolutely. Now you talked about goals, but you also in your book say that it's necessary to set direction and not just goals. What do you mean by direction? Um, well, it's really direction. Um, so, for example, I may not be clear on my ultimate goal, but I can set a direction towards it. Um, so if you're very clear on your goal, that is your direction. But in some cases, I don't know the ultimate goal. Um, I may know, for example, that I need a career change, but uh, it could be something brand new that's not even created yet. So there's no way you can have a vision for it. But you mm-hmm. know you're headed for a change. So that's that's your direction and the, the ultimate goal. The goal will uh, unfold as you go forward. Um, I was at a point in my life where I wanted to uh, start offering workshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just inspired with all the teachings I'd received. I actually didn't know where to start. And I came home from uh, this deep uh, process that I was a part of. I came home and I just had the guidance to start offering meditation classes, and I had never done that before. But I trusted my uh, inspiration, my intuition. I created a flyer. People showed up. I offered meditation. And then I was guided to offer um, uh, classes in communication, then classes in intimacy, then meditations in the dark. All these things seemed um, somewhat related, but mostly disjointed. Like, why am I offering all these different things? Each time I was trusting my guidance and my goal, my direction was that I wanted to help people with what I, you know, I wanted to show up and help people and have a, a career in that way. Well, finally, uh, there was a course that came out with a group in India I've been working with, um, a, an awakening course. And I went to be trained in it, and everything I had already taught was in there. So wow, I had already taught each of those pieces, and I, except for there's just a, another piece they added with uh, giving blessings and that kind of thing. But I looked at it and I went, well, I couldn't have headed towards that goal because I didn't know it It didn't exist at the time. That course didn't. Mm. I couldn't see how all these things related. 
but I just trusted this is what I needed to offer. So sometimes you know, but sometimes, you know, sometimes you're headed in a direction. Sometimes you're very clear on your goal. Mm. So you have um, a comment in your book that I just loved, and it was allowing, allowing yourself to be led by your inner guidance. And that was a great example of that, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. And because you talk about that in turn. Oh, go ahead. Um, your mind wants to come in and map out the journey. If my mind had come in and mapped out the journey for helping people and offering courses, it would have been a totally set, a different set of offerings. Mm. It wouldn't have been inspiring to me. I have to do this. If I'm going to teach people this, I have to do this. For, you know, I would have been uninspired and it would have been a struggle. But your uh-huh. higher self knows where you're headed. And so the route is not linear, right? Yeah. We're trained, you know, you, you have first grade, second grade, third grade, you know, everything's linear. Uh, but when you follow your intuition, it's nature is not linear. Nature goes in all kinds of different circles and, um, you know, different forms. And so when you're following your intuition, that too goes in a... Uh, circular or spiral or some other path, not linear. And and you really believe that following that inner guidance and trusting it is um, part of what makes you a better leader. I do. I mean, if you look at, uh, you can look at the high school level uh, or even below that or college level, the kids who are considered the leaders are the ones who who are themselves. People Mm. love to follow them because they're totally being themselves. They're not imitating someone else. So if you observe, those who fully embody who they are are the ones other people are inspired to follow. And that's what human design is all about. It's all about being yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love it. I know, me too. It's so, it's so simple, yet it's so profound. It's, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, that's so we've um, people is permission to be themselves. It's right. The human design session. And not to conform, yeah. you know, unnecessarily. Right. And you know, a lot of the conditioning that we've gotten throughout our lives is, you know, has come from you know, the best possible intention. Your parents and your teachers, they're trying to do right by you, but, you know, we now know that, you know, that isn't necessarily the right path. So um, we need to think in terms of honoring each and every individual. So we're going to have to take another quick break here, and when we come back, I'd like to explore with you how the different types lead. So maybe we can have a little conversation about that when we return. We'll be right back.
Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you'll want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at DreamVision7Radio.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Welcome back. You're listening to Business Success with Human Design. I'm your host, Nancy O'Keefe. We're talking with Kristen Panic, who's written a really interesting book about human design and leadership. And now we're going to ask Kristen to help us with the different types and how they might lead. So can you share a little insight into each of the types in terms of their leadership styles? Yes. For example, uh, generators are here to be collaborators. So they, they don't have that motor to the throat. So in order to speak and be heard, they're actually empowered by being around somebody who has that energetic connection to be seen and heard. And so at first you might think, well, how is that a leader? They need help to lead. But no, they're meant to be... Uh, in collaboration, which I think is, if you think about it, it's kind of, to me, a higher form of leadership, really, when you're collaborating mm. with someone else. In some ways, it's not as easy, but when two people come together, there's extraordinary uh, possibilities for um, something much bigger than each person alone. So you can think of generators as powerful um, collaborators in any kind of project that you want to lead. Um, and how they lead, how each of these types lead uh, specifically is also going to depend on the rest of their wiring, what channels they have, what gates they have. Um, manifesting generators 
also make great team leaders um, as long as they don't expect others to have their capacity. So manifesting generators, um, they also have that uh, sustainable energy that generators have, but they're, um, they have that motor to the throat. So uh, they are really good at leading, but they're also really good at multitasking and having a lot on their plate and doing a lot at once. Um, they may end up skipping steps because of their speed and because they're juggling a lot of things at once. Um, so they need as part of their leadership to inform their team, first of all, inform them when they're uh, doing something, but also inform them that, hey, you know, I, I may skip something, please help me out here, look this over, uh, just know that that's one of the things that comes from my particular design. So they need to inform others. And because they have that level of capacity, and depending on what channels they have, I have the 4426, which is the time vendor channel. So mm -hmm. my, I have huge capacity. I didn't, I didn't understand that I had a gift that not everybody has. And so uh, learning about human design helped me understand I, just, I have to see, meet each person where they're at, which I try to do anyways, but there's this level of expectation that we just have that other people are like me. If I can do this, they can do this. Well, mm. yes and no, right? So um, manifestors, yeah, manifesting generators, great team leaders, Manifestors are built for leadership. They're just built, uh, they have that outward streaming energy field, so they're impacting you uh, strongly when you're in their presence. And they have that outward streaming energy field because they're not meant to be told what to do. They're meant to tell others, to initiate, right, to tell others what to do. Um, so this is challenging as a parent of a young manifestor child, right, uh, who's not meant to be told what to do. And so manifestors, um, natural leaders, but they may have had their power taken away from them uh, at a younger age, and they may have to remember. They may have to uh, integrate some of that and come back fully into their power. Um, Mm. So they're uh, they're very amazing individuals. Projectors, a totally different kind of leadership, right? They're the wise guys, mm. and they they are here to guide people, but they have to be seen and acknowledged first. They have to be recognized, and so if they're not recognized. Uh, if they're not invited to speak, it can be very difficult for the projector. They can't lead. They can't guide that person until they've been uh, invited. But when they are invited, uh, people see and see their wisdom, uh, they can be huge asset to uh, any team, to any organization in terms of really seeing 
where people best fit in the, the scheme mm. of things, what their talents are, where they're best used. Um, so they, they, they can put people to work in, in places and jobs that suit them and guide them through it. And then, and of course, so how, are reflectors. How can the projector prompt uh, being recognized and being invited? Is there anything they can do to, you know, here I am, here I am? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I get know, questions from projectors like about this. All the time, projectors are like, well, how do I get the invitation? How do I get recognized? Yeah, that's the frustration, right? It's, it's actually totally comes from being absorbed in what they love to do in places they love being. They have to be in the right place doing what they love to get the invitations. So it's not right. an outward outreach. It's, they are magnetic. They will pull in the invitations, but they kind of, I think, um, negate that magnetic field when they're out there trying to beam over here, over here. <laughs> right, right. Listen to me, listen to me. <laughs> That's kind of negating <laughs> that magnetic field that they naturally have to bring people to them, but it's hard to trust <laughs> them unless you've learned <laughs> from experience. Right, right. Those are the people that are raising their hand going, ooh, ooh, pick me, pick me. (laughs) (laughs) They never get there. (laughs) Right. And they have all the answers. And they do, right. They have all the insight. Oh, gosh. And how about our reflectors? Uh, I love the reflectors. They're the mirror. They're uh, they're the one reflecting back how, how we're doing. Um, so we would use their skills to ask how we're doing, what they see, what they suggest, um, because they're so powerful. They're so open. They're taking in information from everywhere. And so they have this, uh, right, this vast, um, repertoire of information that they have to assimilate somehow, but uh, when somebody asks, they can pull it out. And they, they have this ability to really merge with others, really understand others, and come from that place of oneness with others. Um, so they make great uh, uh, judges or um, reviewers how we're doing here, right? Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. So each of the types have um, some vulnerabilities. We've already talked a a little bit about the projectors um, being seen, and, um, you know, I I see the speed of the manifester as a bit of a vulnerability because not everybody can keep up with them. So what are some other vulnerabilities or even maybe the top vulnerability for each of the types? What, What should they watch for? Well, generators, of course, they're lacking that motor to the throat. They have to wait to respond to something external, right, before speaking. So they don't always feel seen and heard either. No, I was watching this at um, I was watching this at a 
open mic, a party that for somebody who's retiring. And I knew the woman who was the MC. She's a generator, but nobody introduced her as the MC. And she's such a good speaker, but she's talking and nobody's listening. They're all like uh, looking around, there's side conversations. I'm like, this could still have been avoided if somebody had just introduced her as the MC. Mm. So uh, I was supposed to be—I was supposed to speak at that event, but I had no impulse within me. So I'm a manifesting generator. I have to wait to be—I to, have to be in response. Mm-hmm. I had written my notes on the way over, so I'm waiting. I had no response. Nothing telling me to go up to the mic. And finally, they're about to close it down that session, and it came through. And I hopped up, went to the mic. And what came through me was totally different than the notes I the notes I made on the way to the event. Everybody else had said all those things. Mm. I had something totally different. The way this person had showed up, and the way that was open-hearted, and I had a whole different. But I, that's because I waited to be in response, and everybody heard me like it was totally silent and still when I was speaking. Right, right. So it's just you know. So these generators that they need to be near someone with a motor to the throat. And it's challenging only if they believe they should be independent and able to initiate. Mm-hmm. But actually, when mm-hmm. the generators actually speak, it can be very powerful for them. They're speaking. They mm-hmm. can actually, people feel like they're speaking to them personally. So um, manifesting generators, yeah, you mentioned the vulnerability there. Um, but skipping steps is a vulnerability. Skipping steps, it could right. be a big cost if they skip something big. <laughs> be a big cost. Yeah. Um, or, uh, and reflect, or they reflectors have to be around the right people, right? In the right place, right time kind of thing? Yeah, they're really reflecting the health of the, their community. Um, yeah. They need to be in an environment that feels good to them. Uh, because they're so open around people that are good for them. Um, and what we're what we're really talking about here, for those of you that know a little bit about human design and ha- even have your chart, this is really all about your strategy. This is really all about yeah. your strategy. Well, awesome. So, where can people get your book? It's a fascinating book. I re- really recommend it. Everybody should read it. And where can they find you? So you can go to Lead by Design with Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N.com, and you can, uh, you can get a free digital download of the book there. Uh, you can also get uh, your body graph there. So that would be uh, the, best, the best place for them to get a hold of me. If you want Great. to put copy awesome. of the book, which... Is great too. You can find that on Amazon. Right. Awesome. Well, the the download is nice. That's what I got, and I read it, and I reread it. It's just a fascinating book, so I highly recommend it. And if you want to um, learn more about your human design, because even with business, it all starts with your design. If you want a personal reading, uh, go to my website, nancyokeefecoaching.com, and there's a big white button right on the home page there. You can book a reading, and we can go through your chart in its entirety so that you can get some insight into you. 
Kristen, I want to thank you so much for being here today. This was a great conversation, and I really appreciate you being here to do it. Oh, thank you, Nancy. I really honor the the path that you're on, bringing more consciousness to the workplace, the human design. So thank you for your work and all that you well, do. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure we could spend all day talking about this, but we've got to wrap up at this point. So I'll um, encourage you to come back and visit us for the next episode and see what we'll be challenging ourselves to think differently about with human design in our businesses. So until then, goodbye. Thank you for joining Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Join Nancy next time to discover how you can get in the ease and flow of life and out of business overwhelm with human design. Business owners spend a lot of energy conforming to the rules of business. Nancy shows us how to pursue your business based on who you were born to be and how you were born to serve for the ultimate success. To connect with Nancy O'Keefe, go to nancyokeefecoaching.com. That's nancyokeefecoaching.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.